Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for checking us out. And uh, here we are. Uh, WrestleMania season is here, and we're going to look at, uh, we're going to go back many, many, many years to the early WrestleManias. This is kind of a retro review for those of you that, uh, you know, love this time of year. Uh, first of all, again, thanks for checking us out. We are Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, ESPR. And we're uh, located uh, in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, or Tidewater, or close to Virginia. Uh, let me give you something you can find on the map. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake. Uh, that's, that's where you can find us. Uh, we're part of a couple of radio stations, uh, 106.9 The Fox and FM 99. And uh, we're the only uh, wrestling podcast uh, that those stations have, thankfully. And uh, you can find us on the web at 1069thefox.com or FM99.com under the media tab. And you can check out some previous episodes there, highlights, some interviews. I recently had Magnum TA on the show. Uh, we've had Seth Rollins on the show, Drew McIntyre, Chris Jericho's been on the show, The Miz, uh, Mark Henry's been on the show. Many, many names. Uh, it's just uh, I had Ward, Wardlow was on the show, uh, Eddie Kingston in a classic interview. Uh, wow. Um, Eddie being Eddie, man, that, that's some good stuff. So you can check out that there. Uh, social media, ESPR99 on Facebook and Twitter. And also, uh, you know, how you're listening to us, many different podcast apps, you know, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, any of those places, uh, and probably some other places I didn't even think about mentioning. But uh, just search ESPR Wrestling, and we should pop up. Or maybe Espresso Well, because uh, that uh, just happens to come up that way as well. <laughs> Anyways, again, thanks for checking us out. Uh, you can always email us to ESPRFM99.com. Uh, let us know what's up. And uh, what we're going to do with this episode, you know, it's WrestleMania week. And I've been watching wrestling since WrestleMania 2. I can kind of remember like the first match I remember watching. Uh, it was uh, the British Bulldogs uh, taking on the Dream Team. This was before WrestleMania 2. Uh, you know, and then shortly after that, uh, you know, I'm thinking the Saturday night's main event with, uh, you know, Macho Man and George Steele. And then, of course, uh, Roddy Piper and Mr. T and everything else uh, setting up, too. But I'm going to go back to the first WrestleMania. I tell you what, man, wrestling has come a long way since uh, 1985. Uh, so I kinda get, I'm not going like, to give you like, a deep dive into the uh, shows per se. But, uh, you know, if you're a longtime wrestling fan and you never watch these, I mean, it is an interesting time capsule, even if you're not familiar with some of the wrestlers, even with me watching in this era, because there's some guys that, uh, you know, you just never saw again or you would see years later in a different gimmick. Now, one thing about WrestleMania 1, you know, uh, this was, you know, the make or break moment for Vince McMahon. Uh, put a lot of money into us. Uh, pay-per-view wasn't really a known entity at the time, so very few people had that. Uh, it was all about closed-circuit television. So people w would go to, you know, venues and watch the show on the big screen. That's how Vince made his money. You know, I don't know what they charge for attendance, but, uh, you know, uh, you, you would go to, uh, say, like the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, and you would watch WrestleMania. Now, they had a technical problem in that in that city there, but uh, <laughs> during WrestleMania, but, you know, maybe in Detroit, it was, you know, going to Joe Lewis, and they would they would show it on the big screen. That's how they do it. You know, this uh, three-hour show. And... Uh, you know, it was a spectacle at the time because nobody ever did anything like this. And uh, this was, you know, a make or break moment for the WWE or WWF at the time. And, um, you know, it's interesting because on the commentary was uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. 
and uh, you had uh, you had Lord Alfred Hayes and me, Gene, uh, doing some interviews and stuff. But like Lord Al, he was like your host, if you will. You know, kind of like like the Miz will be the host. So he was always in the spot where he'd interview wrestlers, and he was like, you know, just outside. I guess if you'd say the gorilla position. You know, because he's got the ring behind him, so he's doing these interviews, and you know, always love Lord Alfred Hayes. Uh, you know, but it was, you know, it was just it wasn't a fine tuned machine at the time, uh, but they made it work, and they had some like taped interviews as as well between the wrestlers and stuff. So this kind of give you that uh, before we get to the matches, and also on that, because um, I don't want to forget this. Now the attendance announcer this was our for the event was nineteen thousand one twenty one. However, um. Gorilla Monsoon was saying like over 20, you know, 25,000, 23,000, you know, between him and Gene, we're, we're giving these, these large numbers, which is beyond capacity for Madison Square Garden. I know WWE would all, you know, there's always the, how much does this venue hold thing? You know, did the Silver Dome really do 93,000? I think it did only because it did 80,000 for football all the way around. Plus, you know, you had 10,000 people on the floor. Now they did count, you know, Everybody in attendance, you know, staff, security, everything else. And, uh, you know, but there's no way they had like 6,000 people working that show. <laughs> so it's just worth watching that for, you know, that aspect because, you know, packed to the rafters here and 20,000 people and everything else and millions uh, around the world. Uh, the other thing with this is the, the amount of celebrities they had throughout the night. You had. Well, Billy Martin did the main event. Uh, you had uh, Liberace was the uh, special guest timekeeper for the main event. Muhammad Ali, who we'll uh, talk about, uh, he was uh, the special guest outside referee. Uh, of course, you had the uh, Rockets there. They were there for the main event. You had, uh, of course, Mr. T in the main event. You had Cindy Lauper that was there. And a lot of stuff uh, going on uh, with with the celebrities there. How is Cindy Lauper not in the Hall of Fame? Well, it must have been a falling out. At uh, some point with her WWE, although she was featured in the uh, Rock, uh, played by Becky Lynch. So we had uh, the first WrestleMania had nine matches. And it's interesting because, you know, before the first match happens, you know, there's, you know, an interview and everything. And it's uh, Tito Santana taking on the Executioner. Uh, and it's really weird because they, they position the Executioner as this guy who's undefeated. He's never lost a match. Uh, the Executioner is Buddy Rose in the mask. And I don't know why they don't let Buddy Rose just fight. This way, but uh, yeah, I guess they tried to make the executioner this big threat or whatever else. So those two guys are the opening match. So the first match in WrestleMania history, Tito Santana versus the executioner. Tito wins figure four submission, which, uh, you know, there has been a lot of submissions uh, in in WrestleMania history because that was the first one. Uh, until for a few years after that. I mean, if you want to count to Roddy Piper putting Adrian Donis to sleep, I guess that's technically a submission. And then uh, Rick Martel beating Coco Beware in the opening match, WrestleMania 6 with the submission. But not many other ones, at least not for a few years until that would change with uh, like John Cena and Chris Benoit and uh, Kurt Angle and a few other guys. But uh, yeah, Tito wins with the figure four. And, uh, you know, and, and, and cinching this for the history and everything. And the commentary, man, just just the stuff that Gorilla would say, um, you know, in, in this match. But he defeats the executioner. We move on. Uh, the next one. This was like kind of like a big deal because it was King Kong Bundy, who Jimmy Hart was his manager at the time, not managed by Bobby Heaton yet. That would change within the year when we get to WrestleMania two. And he took on uh, SD Special Delivery Jones, and 
I guess either, you know, special didn't uh, want to play along with this or whatever else. Um, King Kong Bunny squashed SD Jones. Uh, they announced a time of nine seconds. So it's supposed to be like a new record. Uh, but however, if you were to use a stopwatch, the match went to 25 seconds. But yeah, you had a WrestleMania squash match. I mean, some of this probably played up almost like a like a house show at the time for Madison Square Garden. I mean, you did have, you know, title matches galore and everything else. But just to be the undercard, you know, I mean, there was no feuds here or anything. You just had matches, which the early days of WrestleMania, I mean, other than a couple of matches where there was a quote-unquote feud, a lot of the matches just uh, thrown together, like uh, Ricky uh, Steamboat taking on Matt Bourne. Uh, Ricky was not the uh, dragon yet here. Uh, Matt Bourne would later go on to play Doink the Clown, and he'd come back at uh, WrestleMania 9. But the Steamboat uh, defeated Matt Bourne. Decent match for what it was. It was short. Uh, the next match was a Brutus Beefcake. Uh, of course, you had Johnny Valiant with him. Johnny was with him for a couple of years. Uh, taking on uh, David San Martino, the son of uh, Bruno San Martino. And Bruno was there. Um, you know, David, uh, you know, I mean, it had to be tough, you know, trying to follow his uh, father's footsteps. Uh, not the same kind of guy. And this was uh, by far the worst match on the card. Uh, one of the uh, longest matches, but just not a good match. Uh, just with the style of what it was, I, I guess, you know, for that era, I mean, it was your typical house show match with uh, rest holds and everything else. And it kind of picked up when uh, San Martino got thrown outside. And Johnny Valiant body slammed him. And then uh, Bruno got involved. And then you got the uh, the double DQ on that. Um, you know, but you did see, uh, you know, Bruno get involved a little bit. Of course, MSG. I mean, that, that dude was so over there. Uh, probably one of the most over people of the night. Uh, then you had the Intercontinental uh, Championship match. Greg Valentine. He was the uh, defending champion against the Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog, JYD, amazingly over at this time. And I will say this, this guy was over, um, but, like, I never thought he was a great wrestler. Uh, he did it right in this match, but if you watch some of his other matches from that era, I don't know. Uh, you know, growing up, loved him, but I go back and watch his matches. You know, I the charisma was there, uh, but that was it. So initially in this match, Greg Valentine pins JYD with his feet on the ropes. Well, then Tito Santana comes down, and Tito complains, and so they're going to restart the match. No replay or anything. This ref says, all right, you know what? Uh, okay. Uh, he cheats. Uh, we're going to restart the match. And then uh, Greg Valentine was outside of the ring, and the ref just started counting. Greg never made it back in. Didn't bother to go back in the ring. So JYD wins by counting, I guess, to get the happy ending. But kind of a dumb ending for that, I guess. I don't know. Just for, for booking. Uh, Tito would uh, win the uh, Intercontinental Championship back in a couple of months after that. And then you had... The tag team championship match. The defending champions was the U.S. Express, Barry Windham and uh, Mike Rotundo. And, uh, you know, it's it's weird in this era. If you watch some of this, uh, some of the audio has been cleaned up because uh, they had different theme songs back then. And some of these theme songs with rights and everything else, uh, you're not going to pay for that. So they just uh, they just re-recorded audio over it and everything else. And uh, that's what they had. And they had the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov challenging for the titles, you had Freddie Blassie in their corner, Lua Banel uh, managing Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, and uh, the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov win the titles here, of course, by cheating, but nobody comes to the aid of uh, the U.S. Express and say, hey, they cheated to win the titles. So <laughs> so new tag team champions, the U.S. Express uh, didn't win the uh, belts back, 
couple of months later, uh, and, and kind of a weird match because it like lasted like three minutes long, and it was a reversal of a small package. Uh, so you had you know, some title matches there. Then you kind of had like your like the last three matches were definitely like big matches, and this this is what the event was all about. You had Andre the Giant taking on Big John Stud, and what this was was a career versus fifteen thousand dollar body slam challenge. So uh, you know the thing was like Big John Stud was like ah nobody can slam me, uh, and so Andre challenged. And the deal was if Andre could not slam Big John Stud, he would have to retire. And if Andre won, able to slam Big John Stud, he would get fifteen thousand dollars. So that's what happens. I mean, it's not a whole much of a match, uh, but um, you know, for for what it is, uh, you know, it, it's kind of important there because after the match, Andre grabs the uh, the duffel bag and starts throwing the money into the crowd. And uh, you know, people in the front go nuts with that. Bobby grabs the Bobby Heaton grabs the uh, the bag, and then runs to the back. Um, so that was kind of like a cool moment there. It's been one of the more famous ones for years that uh, still gets talked about. Uh, next match was the uh, women's championship match, and it's really weird in the history because uh, you know, in many years where you know, I mean, WWE or WWF at the time, you know, did do a lot with the women's division. I mean, even the first Survivor Series in 87 had a woman's uh, match in it, uh, the, you know, five on five elimination match. And then, but uh, by 1989, after, uh, you know, Rock and Robin was champion, uh, you know, interest kind of, kind of went away, you know, sensational Sherry, uh, you know, became a manager and that all changed. But here at the time, uh, you know, Wendy Richter, she was at Cindy Lauper in her corner and uh, she was taking on the champion, Lalani Kai, who had the fabulous Moolah in her corner. And uh, not much of a match. It's really weird. It's a six-minute match, but, like, nothing happens, it just feels like. And uh, But but to Wendy wins, you know, the crowd erupts. Cindy Lopper's there. It's a pretty big moment uh, for uh, Rocket Wrestling and everything else that's uh, going on. And then you had the main event of the evening. It was, uh, you know, the tag team match. You had uh, Pat Patterson was the referee. Uh, Pat was helping call the match. Uh, especially with Mr. T there. We had Hogan and Mr. T, and Jimmy Snook on their corner, taking up Paul Orndorff and uh, Roddy Piper. And then uh, Cowboy uh, Bob Orton Jr. was uh, in their corner. And uh, I mean, for a spectacle, is it is it a five-star classic or a four-star classic? No. Uh, but for historic uh, purposes and everything else, it's actually a pretty enjoyable match, and it's chaotic as heck because uh, there would just be you know interference in the outside, guys coming in. I mean, Muhammad Ali. I mean, according to Pat Patterson, it looked like he really wanted to hit somebody. There's times where I, I think he took a swing at Piper, and probably a good thing he didn't hit him. But uh, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali was all over this match as well, and uh, it's just uh, entertaining. You know, some people have been mixed at Mr. T's performance in this match, but they thought he did all right, given what the match is. And the dude was spent after the match as well. He did an interview. Uh, that was the thing, too. When this match ended, which uh, famously was uh, Bob Orton uh, coming off the top rope and hitting Orndorff with his cast by accident, and then Hogan winning the match, uh, you know, Piper and Orton leave Orndorff in the ring, and that sets up Orton's, uh, or Orndorff's face turn uh, for uh, for that year as well. And, uh, you know, that that, you know, that kind of goes for a long time. Now you're the guy that lost in the main event. and um, But afterwards, you, know, you got this interview with uh, Hogan and Mr. T., and Mr. Cheese is totally just spent in that match. Uh, so, you know, if for WrestleMania for the first one, you know, hey, obviously they had a lot of work out, but uh, it's entertaining. Um, I mean, you know, 
probably sticking to the last, you know, four matches, five matches. If you want to watch the Bundy uh, squash and everything else, I mean, you can skip, uh, you know, you can probably skip the Beefcake San Martino match. I mean, everything else to me is pretty short for the most part. Uh, there's only two matches, more than 10 minutes. And, you know, you have the interviews uh, in between every match. I mean, growing up, this to show, like, you know, the VHS tape was like two minutes. So everything was like pretty cut down. You know, even a lot of the interviews were cut and everything else. You know, they had to get that two hour mark on the VHS tape, at least on the Peacock or the network, depending where you're listing. Um, you get the original broadcast, which is kind of cool, other than some musical edits. And it's uh, it's entertaining. And this, you know, the see, you know, the celebrities and this trying so hard, you know, to make everything work. Oh, you got these celebrities here just to make it legitimate. Now, the one thing to kick off the show, Mean Gene Orkelin, he sang the national anthem. And uh, the story is, is that somebody they didn't name was going to sing the anthem, but backed out. And, uh, you know, to this day, they never reveal the name. And I don't know who it was. I don't know. They're protecting somebody. But there is, uh, you know, that's just one of the things that, uh, you know, it's not the best rendition of the National Anthem. But uh, to this day, it's uh, it's not known if there's going to be anybody else. But uh, there you go. Yeah, Mean Gene singing the anthem. Now let's go to WrestleMania 2 a year later. Um, you know, so we go from Madison Square Garden in New York to three different locations. Uh, we go to Uniondale, New York. Uh, we do that for the uh, Nassau Coliseum, and then we're into the Rosemont Horizon in uh, Rosemont, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, and then the uh, LA uh, Memorial Sports Arena, of course, in LA. So each card uh, had four matches on it, and so you know, it's like each uh, city had an hour of sorts. So you know, they had forty thousand people between the three venues combined. And 12 matches on the WrestleMania card for WrestleMania 2. And they had made quite the celebrity. Say there, Ray Charles singing the anthem. You had like Joan Rivers was there, uh, Herb from uh, Burger King, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Frazier, uh, he was in the boxing match, G. Gordon Liddy, Daryl Dawkins, Cap Calloway was there in New York. Uh, Susan St. James was on commentary with Vince McMahon. Uh, she just said, uh oh, a lot. I'm, I'm not making that up, but uh, a lot of the commentary, uh, you know, they, they had. It was an overkill celebrities for WrestleMania too. And, you know, you had people who, you know, weren't probably f- familiar with, you know, commentating. And also they had, you know, people just, you know, they had females in every market. You know, Vira in Los Angeles. You had, uh, uh, you know, Kathy Lee Gifford and uh, in Chicago and stuff. Uh, uh, Kathy Lee Crosby at the time. I hope that's the same person. I hope I didn't screw that up. But, uh, yeah, those are your uh, celebrities that were involved. And that's just uh, that's just insane that they had that. But, uh, yeah, that's just Kathy Lee Crosby. That's from uh, That's Incredible. So not to be confused with Kathy Lee Gifford. That's somebody completely different. So there you go. Yeah, Kathy Lee Crosby was involved in, uh, in the uh, Chicago dealing with that. But it's just interesting how... Um, you know, they, did, they didn't add much to it, unfortunately. I mean, it looked great on camera, but uh, when it came to the commentary part, you know, they, they didn't bring much to the table. I think Elvira was was kind of funny because her and Jesse seemed to vibe well in that regard. Uh, so the matches with this uh, will start, you know, the first four matches were at the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, and the opening match, uh, the booking in this, completely stupid and probably 
uh, one of the worst opening matches of all time because of how how this match went down. It was uh, Paul Orndorff taking on uh, the magnificent to Don Morocco. And this match went to a, a double countout. A WrestleMania opener goes four minutes and a uh, double countout with the crowd yells BS after the match. And um, for whatever reason, uh, if you go back and watch this, uh, Howard Finkel, I don't know if, like, if he had technical problems or what, but like he, him announcing the results were, you know, where we're like so late. Like, you know, there's some of these old uh, videos you see, and he goes in the ring, and now he's waiting for a cue or whatever else, but it's so late. But yeah, the opening match went to a double countout, uh, which was just terrible. Like, like, like four minute match, and it ends in double countout. Uh, next match. And I kind of enjoyed this. Uh, it's uh, Randy Savage defending the Intercontinental Championship against George the Animal Steel. Uh, not a classic in regards to wrestling, but I don't know. It's this classic Savage heel. Uh, you had uh, George Steele kicking out of the elbow drop, uh, but Savage uh, winning with his uh, feet on the ropes. And it was a five-minute match. It was a cluster, uh, but it, it was entertaining. I mean, it wasn't like a terrible match. It wasn't you know by any means great, but... Uh, but worth just going back and checking it just to see Savage as a heel work this way because, you know, he didn't have, you know these kind of matches, I mean, he didn't have a whole lot of them, you know, that we saw like high-profile matches until we got to WrestleMania three. But he had Jake Roberts defeating George Wells in a uh, short match. Um, Jake Roberts, pretty new at the time, was undefeated. And, uh, and then he put the snake on George Wells afterwards, and uh, George uh, foamed at the mouth. So you had that. And then you had a uh, pretty terrible match. Uh, Mr. T uh, against Roddy Roddy Piper. This was the uh, boxing match. This went into the fourth round, which Mr. T won by a DQ, and uh, Piper pushed the rough and then slammed Mr. T. Uh, the crowd loved it when Piper did it. I think they're over Mr. T at this point. But it was it was not a uh, – this was a pretty boring match. Um and, you know, if you're going through the show, and I, I mean, this is like supposed to be a big thing, and this is what WrestleMania 2 is remembered for, which is a shame because we're going to talk about a really good match in a little bit. Uh, it was terrible. So, the the first half, I mean, the Nassau show, uh, the four matches, I mean, it's just the IC matches worth watching everything else. No. Unless you want to watch George uh, Wells foam at the mouth. And then we go to Chicago. Now, Keep in mind the uh, the wrestling that uh, took place there. That was about uh, twenty five minutes of wrestling in that uh, first hour. So a lot of time for interviews, a lot of filled time. Hey, let's go to the L.A. and see what's going on here. Let's go to Chicago uh, and do this. You know, interviews with people in the Battle Royal. Uh, so we go to Chicago. Start of the second hour. The uh, fabulous Mula uh, defending her WWF Women's Championship against Velvet McIntyre. And I kid you not, this match went less than ninety seconds. So uh, Velvet misses a splash from the top rope. Uh, Moolah pins her with, like, the worst pin attempt ever. Uh, it was a little sloppy here, but uh, it was over so quick. And then you had a flag match between Corporal Kirshner and Nikolai Volkov, and this was, like, not like capturing the flag of your country and raising it or whatever. Uh, this was, uh, if you won, you got to wave your flag. And Corporal Kirshner beat a Volkov in two minutes. Like, what are they in a hurry for? Two minutes. Uh, Blassie throws in the cane. Corporal Kirshner grabs it, hits Volkov with it. There was a rough bump, uh, and that was it. So, uh, yeah, that happened. Then he had a battle royal as the WWF guys uh, taking on uh, NFL players. This really happened. You had NFL players and WWE superstars 
in the Battle Royal, which you could not do today. Uh, but you had, and I'll run down the list here. Uh, uh, you had, like, from the NFL, you had, like, uh, Jimbo Covert. You had Harvey Martin. You had uh, Ernie Holmes was in it. Actually, Ernie looked like he can go. Bill Fralick, uh, who actually cut a pretty good promo. Russ Francis. And, uh, of course, most famously, William Refrigerator Perry uh, was in there as well. He got a pretty good pop from the crowd. And then you had uh, Pedro Morales and uh, you had Bruno San Martino, so former world champions making their only WrestleMania match appearance. Uh, Tony Atlas, uh, Tenor Seedy, who was a, a pretty uh, muscular guy. Uh, didn't win a lot, but uh, dude was a huge guy. Uh, Danny Spivey, Hillbilly Jim, King Tonga, who we later on was Haku, uh, the Iron Sheik. Uh, the uh, Killer Bees, uh, of course, be buying be blind Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel. Uh, you had Big John Studd, who had a big thing with William Perry in the match. You had Andre the Giant in there as well, and the Hart Foundation, Jim Nyhart and uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. And that was it. Uh, so you had a moment where uh, William uh, Refrigerator Perry gets eliminated by John Studd, and then uh, and then afterwards uh, the refrigerator's like, yeah, you know, you got me, John Studd, and then. Uh, the refrigerator pulls him out of the ring. Uh, and then Andre wins. Uh, he eliminates uh, Jim Nyhart and then uh, and Bret Hart. Uh, Nyhart's elimination might be one of the uh, worst ones. I don't know. I, I don't know what was happening there. Uh, but he spun around and then fell out of the ring after Andre uh, kicked him or punched him or whatever. I don't know. But there you go. Uh, the next match was for the Tag Team Championship. And by far, uh, this doesn't get talked enough. I don't know why, but this is the best match from WrestleMania 2. The British Bulldogs with Ozzy Osbourne in their corner for whatever reason, uh, taking uh, the dream team, uh, your champions, Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake. And, of course, you had Johnny Valent still in their corner. Uh, and this was a really good match. This was an outstanding match. Uh, just your tag team wrestling in the 80s. It's so well done, the, the tags, everything else. Uh, the commentary on this just cracks me up uh, between Mean Gene and Denise uh, or, uh, and, uh, Gorilla Monsoon. And Kathy Lee Crosby, it's it's just like, come on. Because um, <laughs> it's like, because there'd be times where uh, me and Gene would be like, oh, that brought this, uh, that move brought this crowd to its feet. You can clearly see that people are sitting in the front row when he says that. Or, oh, or he says, Ozzy Osbourne is shaking at ringside. Ozzy's not shaking at ringside. Uh, now when this match was going on. So there's just some weird stuff in there. I mean, Ozzy didn't do anything. He cut a promo afterwards. I, I, don't, I don't know why he was there. I mean, it was cool. I mean, you know, street cred, I guess, for the Bulldogs. But, you know, for a celebrity showing up, uh, this is probably the least involved somebody did being in somebody's corner. I mean, I think of, like, Alice Cooper getting involved in three with the snake. And, you know, it was Ice-T or whoever it was that showed up with uh, the Godfather. You know, at least he sang a song. This guy did nothing. He got a paycheck just to show up. You know, he didn't ring the bell like Liberace. Uh, but, anyways, it's a classic uh I don't, this match doesn't get enough attention as it, as it should, uh, but it really saw it. Now, the end of this match uh, is the part where uh, Greg Valentine could have pinned Davy Boy Smith, uh, decides not to, picks him up. Davy Boy rams Valentine's head in the Dynamite's head in a pretty cool spot. Uh, Dynamite fell off the top rope backwards on the concrete floor, and then uh, Smith pinned Valentine. Well, you know, they couldn't really cut a promo afterwards. Uh, they congratulated in the ring and. Smith talked, but Dynamite couldn't. Uh, he was bleeding from the back of his head somewhere because when he uh, fell off the top rope, he fell back. And this was a time, you know, uh, in wrestling where just barely the outside of the ring, if at all, 
was padded. Well, he fell beyond that and hit his head. He got dinged up pretty good. Probably got, I don't know if he got concussed, but uh, there's one spot where you can see blood um, in the back of his neck. And uh, this is uh, from when he hit that uh, floor pretty hard. But they won the championship. Again, worth checking out. If you're going to watch anything from the, uh, you know, the Battle Royal, just for the sake of Andre winning a Battle Royal uh, in the NFL stars. Um, but uh, yeah, Chicago, eh. Uh, and then you got uh, the LA uh, show portion of it. So hour number three. Uh, you got uh, Steamboat doing it again. Uh, this time he takes on Hercules, or as we knew him then, Hercules Hernandez. Uh, pretty decent match. Uh, Steamboat, always always a solid wrestler. It's a pretty good Steamboat match uh, for what it was. Um, yeah, that you had, uh, to me, it's a match I always recommend people to watch, even though it's terrible, but it's so funny, it's good. Uh, is Adrian Adonis taking on Uncle Elmer. And this is another one where Uncle Elmer's uh, music gets edited out. Because I guess uh, I think got him a country, not though, or is it? Don't go mess with a country boy. Um, at that point, was uh, you know they don't have the rights to it anymore, so they just got some generic uh, banjo music and stuff. But uh, it's two guys. Uh, this was when Adrian when he had, had the uh, the you know the dress gimmick, if you will. Uncle Elmer can never wrestle. Terrible wrestler. Uh, and this proves it here. Uh, there's a spot where he hits Adrian Adonis and he falls over. <laughs> um. Yeah, he was he was not a great wrestler uh, at this point of his uh, career, and the match is three minutes long. But it's it's, it's just Adrian does all the bumping in this spot uh, in this match, and um, it's unintentionally funny. But just I I just find it amusing. It's so bad, it's it's so good to watch. Uh, the next match, uh, another match that doesn't get talked about enough, uh, and it's chaotic. Is uh, the the Funk Brothers? You had uh, Terry Funk and Hoss Funk. Uh, taking on Tito Santana and the Junkyard Dog. Uh, this is a pretty good match. I think this kind of gets forgotten because, you know, WrestleMania 2, let's be honest, not one of the better ones, uh, but uh, but an entertaining match. Uh, Terry Funk doing what Terry Funk does and taking some incredible bumps. And I, I tell you this, this is 1986. Junkyard Dog body slammed Terry Funk onto a table. So that, that's a hardcore moment in WrestleMania that uh, gets overlooked, but that's where it all started right there. Uh, but anyway, so the Funk Brothers win. And, of course, Haas Funk, who uh, is better known as uh, Dory Funk Jr. But uh, WWE, he went by Haas Funk. And, uh, I mean, those guys were not in the WWF uh, long enough at that time, man. Because uh, Terry and, and Haas, and just seeing the matches they had with uh, Hogan and, J- and JYD and everything else. Uh, then you had your main event of the evening. And, of course, it takes forever to set up a steel cage. You had a King Kong Bundy challenging Hulk Hogan. And the steel cage match, the WWE Championship, and this came up, uh, you know, from Saturday night's main event where Bundy uh, avalanched uh, Hulk Hogan big splashes a number of times and put Hogan in the hospital. And apparently, according to Hogan, he really did end up in the hospital from that attack from King Kong Bundy. And he has ribs taped up in this match. Uh, it's ten minutes for a cage match, and it felt like it went on forever. It just uh, plotting. Uh, it, just the pacing of this, and in one spot, uh, Hogan uh, rams uh, Bundy's head into the cage, and Bundy goes down, and you can uh, he's blading, and you can see like Heaton trying to cover up, you know, as uh, Bundy cuts himself, and Bundy uh, blood pretty good uh, for this match here. So yes, you did get uh, blood in WWE at this time, and uh, and uh, Hogan wins. He walks out of the cage, and then uh, he beats up Bobby Heaton because that usually happened after every big match that Bobby Heaton was a part of. 
There you go. Uh, WrestleMania 2, is it better than 1? Um, well, what to say WrestleMania 3, you know, is still talked about to this day. Uh, 2, you know, they, they have these short matches in three locations, you know, timing-wise. Um, you know, when you got, which is really where they had four matches go over 10 minutes, one go nine, but this, you know, a couple of them just felt so quick. I mean, you had, you know, 25 minutes of wrestling in, in one hour and it just seemed like the matches were so quick. And then you get to Chicago and you, you know, you got two matches in that even go four minutes combined. What's going on? So you had about, uh, you know, in LA, they had a little bit more time cause they're like, well, we got more time. It's the last location. You had over, you know, 31 minutes of wrestling. 32 minutes of wrestling. So they're kind of made up for it there. Um, you know, so worth going back and watching uh, the tag matches. That that would be uh, the better ones to watch. Maybe the IC match in the been a battle royal. That's about it. And, you know, Adonis and Uncle Elmer, if you want to go laugh. So, yeah, they got it right when we got to WrestleMania 3. But it was kind of fun to go back. I haven't seen those WrestleManias in a long time. Um you know, I kind of forgot some things, but some things I I, I kind of knew and stuff. And, you know, I mean, the main event was okay with Hogan and Bundy. You know, I wouldn't put it at the top of the list, um, you know, comparing to other main events and stuff. I mean, the first year was definitely better and more historic. Uh, but you know what? This was the last steel cage match we had for, what, 30-some years until we had uh, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon in the steel cage match. That's that's how long. And this this was the big blue cage, you know, the whole, you know, because Bundy can't climb defense, so we're going to get this blue cage thing, plus it looks better in camera. Uh, you know, they had that for a number of years, you know, until they worked their way around that. But uh, but there you go. There's your reviews of WrestleMania 1 and 2. No, I'm not going to watch them all. Uh, you know, I mean, there you know, there's some I haven't seen all the way through, uh, and I can tell you which one that is. <laughs> was the... Um, was the one that was the rematch uh, between uh, John Cena and The Rock. That's uh, WrestleMania uh, 29 there. Um, I see most of that. I just I just never got to the main event. Uh, plus, you had Triple H beating Brock Lesnar, which, yeah, you know that. But I would say for 29, uh, Undertaker, CM Punk, uh, that is a, uh, a pretty gosh darn good match. It, it definitely the one worth watching from that show. That's where – oh, also, that's where uh, – you know, the Shield beat the heck out of a uh, big show, Randy Orton and, and Sheamus. Uh, and then you had, um, you know, Fandango's debut. And then you had uh, 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 Mark Henry defeating Ryback. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, those are, uh, that's your uh, retro WrestleMania review. And then uh, another day or so, I'll be reviewing, or previewing WrestleMania 39 in the matches that uh, we have involved. And I, I tell you what, uh, you know, it's uh, shaping to be pretty good. I, I'm still waiting for them to announce what's going to be a what nights. I, I kind of have an idea considering that they've uh, announced uh, six matches for the first night. And then uh, right now they got seven other matches, uh, which are going to probably end up on night two. Uh, I'm assuming at this point, uh, which is interesting with this card is that uh, for, uh, you know, WrestleMania 39, uh, you know, it's starting at eight. So this, these are going to be, you know, they're not going to be drawn out long pay-per-views our premium live events. So, you know, we should be done by midnight, but six matches, you got intros, you got, you know, post-match stuff, you got performances, uh, you know, your singers and your, your skits and everything else. Um, in commercials. Thanks Peacock. Um, and they are kicking off mania with, uh, Austin theory, defending his, uh, us championship uh, against uh, John Cena, which is kind of weird. 
you know, they're, they're going to open it up, but, uh, you know, that'll be fun, I guess, because the crowd will be hot and everything else. And we'll see how that goes. Anyways, thanks for checking us out. Eat, sleep, podcast, repeat. And you can find us on many different podcast apps to so search ESPR wrestling, subscribe, get the notifications when we put up a new episode. I know like Spotify does that and, uh, and tune in. And then uh, social media, ESPR 99 on Facebook and Twitter. And on the web, under the media tab, 1069thefox.com and fm99.com. So there you go. Some retro uh, WrestleMania reviews and uh, the granddaddy of them all coming up this weekend. Going to be fun. That's right. April 1st and 2nd out in Hollywood, baby. Maybe Ali Knight will get involved. He is in the Battle Royal, but I mean the big stuff. Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. We'll see how that goes. Anyways. Thanks for listening, and as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Repeat.